This is a That's It, That's All bonus. A conversation with a man who inspired the podcast, my dad, Eloy Gumatatao, is our first guest. He's got plenty to say, and he is insightful. You are listening to That's It, That's All bonus. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean Gumatatao. You are in the right place. That's it. That's all with me, Sean Gumatautau. The podcast is brought to you by our friends at Get LLC. Get LLC is a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm in Micronesia. Do you need video production services? What are the best energy efficient upgrades for your commercial facility? Get LLC can help answer those questions and many others. You can find them on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Please check them out today. Hello to those listeners checking out the podcast in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Ventura, California. With each episode, the listenership is growing to include those now listening in Portland, Oregon. Can't forget the listeners across my home island, especially those down the road in Umatic. Half a day to you all. That's It That's All has a very simple format. The podcast is designed to keep you company as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast as you cozy up to your desktop or laptop computers, that next gym workout, or just ahead of your next road trip. Thank you to our friends at RedCircle.com in pushing out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, you can find That's It, That's All on iHeartRadio, the iHeartRadio app, and Pandora. Like, subscribe, or follow the podcast right now on your favorite podcast app. Click those buttons right now. A very special bonus. Iloyu Gumatato, my dad, a Vietnam veteran, a longtime engineer in the cable industry, and resident of San Leandro, California since 1973. He stays up on the issues and is a fan of sports, especially NASCAR. We talk story and hope you enjoy it. Let me just start first. The, the whole title of the podcast is That's It, That's All. Where in the heck did you get that saying? Uh, that came about late in the late 70s. Okay. When I'm trying to uh, motivate some of the 40, 45 people, about 70% of the 45 people that I was responsible for. Okay, so for for the record, uh, you spent a very long career in uh, in an industry that today continues to push out some of the most cutting edge technology, right? That's correct. Go ahead and say it. Where did you come from? What techno What's the what technology and what is the career you were doing? In cable television. Ah, industry. thank God. See, I was on on air, and we had a lot of talk and craziness over the difference between on air and cable. So thank you for being free, Dad. So anyhow, the. Uh, so, okay, so all those people, and then you, to motivate them, but did you know you're also motivating your sons and your nephews and your nieces, because they'll tell you right now that saying kind of across all areas. Well, I've been accused that uh, <laughs> my thought process, there's no gray area, it's black and white. Okay. So that's where that uh, comment came from. Actually, there's an end to that, and let me just say the end. Okay, go ahead. Because that's it. That's all. End of story. Okay. Now, see, the, the reason why we can't put end of story on the end of this, that means the podcast title will be too long. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to... 
it's either and anyhow it, it, that's, on, that's it, it's either the end that's the end of the story or with sean gumatata and i tell you right now I, I think i need to tell him who's on the podcast okay <laughs> you're not gonna say anything here. okay i got you so uh so dad let's talk about the about the i guess um you know, first the podcast is doing well, and thank you very much for the inspiration. So, when we think of, I mean, in our house, you just read the newspaper, and we used to we watch the news. I mean, I think I blame you and mom for all watching all this news stuff. So, is it imp- how important is it to to understand what's happening in the world today by reading and watching the newscast? Uh, what you do is you it motivates you to learn what's happening around you. Yeah. Um, first of all, the learning process and then just being able to uh, disseminate the information also keeps you motivated and keeps your thought process going. Yeah. I've been retired for 12 years, and uh, what I need to do is continue to, uh, what do you call that, uh, I'm supposed to be spontaneous, am I correct? Uh, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a good job. What are you talking about? You're doing good. Uh, I, I, I'm so accustomed to using the you know, three-word liners. Uh, the fact that the uh, that's it, that's all, is utilized. I mean, it's <laughs> actually it. Uh, the, the, uh, the best saying that I've got is, to ensure that you get your shorts off your head. Oh, okay. Now, I didn't think I was going to hear that on the podcast, but I guess uh, we might as well share that one too. That, so every time we were either just trying to get a task done and we weren't going fast enough or we just did it lousily, then that would come up. Thank you very much, Dad. Appreciate it. And that's that. That's the... <laughs> That's not a vulgar statement. No, by the a, way. The, no offense taken. Uh, I knew what that meant. I meant I wasn't doing it right. So, <laughs> so if your forty-five uh, staff that worked for you across this entire East Bay, if they heard hearing this podcast, now we know that we got it from you guys because it carried over to the house. By the way, and I'm certain whoever listens to that podcast would figure out what thirty or forty years ago I was trying, what I was trying to get across to them. Yeah. There's a bunch of, and especially those those 45 people who were in, in extremely intelligent people. They were just not motivated properly. Ah, hey. So when we think about motivation in an industry that today has exploded, when you look at it back back at it at all those years, do you think that did you ever could you have ever imagined that the industry would be where it is at today? Uh, I, I thought it would, it would evolve. I didn't think it would evolve as rapidly as it is now. Sure. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why I got out of the industry is I, I was required to be, to look at the gray areas versus ah, black and white. So, so gray. So all of a sudden, the uh, evolution of the corporate America decides to go gray. That's correct. Ah, That's okay. I mean, but you're an engineer, and by trade, you, you did this job for many moons. But the evolution, when you turn on the TV now or using of a cable system now, there's a lot of great advances that you and your team did over the course of almost, what, 30 years? That's correct. Um, the nice thing about it, everything is, these days, computerized. Right. Uh, we envisioned back then, 
that was from probably 30 years ago. Sure. Um, people, like I said, what people were doing is they, they, were, they were looking for automation. Okay. And our big bosses there, one of the biggest things that they wanted was point and click, point and click. Oh, wow. Um, and that's what motivated the industry now because that's precisely what you do with your remotes or whatever devices you have on hand. All right. You point and click. You point and talk into it. Click, and you're there. Hey, let me ask you, uh, when you're thinking about the engineering teams from these organizations like the one you were at, were those engineering teams small or big? I mean, at the time when you started. They were extremely small. Um, what we devised there in the mid-'80s was the, the ge geographical setup for the way we address the, the devices. Mm -hmm. they're, they're global. Right. You've got Eastern time mid-time, uh, and then also Pacific time. So, everybody, I'm sure most, there's a lot of people that have actually heard about the hits hidden in the sky. Yeah. That was put together back in the mid-80s. That is still consistent because every, all the other services, your satellite services are hooked onto that uh, uh, hidden in the sky. It's multifunctional. As a matter of fact, when you think about this, let me just go off sure. on a tangent here. Sure. Your cooking channel. Yep. There's only there's only one place in Denver that everybody goes to, and they've got a warehouse, and you've got 25 sets with each set doing their cooking. Gotcha. But yeah, whatever type of um, meal. Meal. But it's all in one confined warehouse, so everything is linked and distributed off this one particular area. So all the signals from all those studios would go into a head end somewhere that, for that network, pumps up into the sky, into the space that we know, into that satellite to be distributed to systems all across the country, right? And the world. That is correct. So let me, because so, okay, I, that's why I asked, it was such a small amount of engineers. Could, could you guys ever imagine? Because I remember we talked about this before, well, we were growing up, and we'd say he would say, "Hey, maybe one day there'll be video games on, on the cable." And I thought that was—I didn't say it, you did—and I thought it was far-fetched. But who would have thought that in the year 2021, video games and other things now—news—you can get almost any news, any part of the world? Because you know, remember, I grew up watching wrestling on Turner's initial WTBS, the first one of the very first uh, stations to go very, very national, right? Yeah, the, these all these things that happened there basically was, was planned for what we call impulse pay per view. Yeah. Right now, I mean, it's with Touchstone, you 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 get what you want immediately. Uh, I know the programming services are unique, and that obviously you have to make purchases. However, you can you can dial up and say, well, okay. What did I want to see in 1952 that um, Alan Ladd, Baba this, this program, and you, you go and order that piece, you get it instantly. So that's the evolution process. You get, you get to watch what you want, when you want. And that is available at this point in time. <laughs>
This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. All right, Dad. So when we think about uh, stuff like this podcast, uh, you know, who would have thought that you'd be listening to um, podcasts and different things? I know you're you're into uh, a lot of the different types of talk radio, right? In the, the the difference between podcast talk radio. Do you think uh, is there any one particular, I guess, influencer that you like to listen to? Uh, Michael Savage. So if Michael Savage, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, my dad, who lives in San Leandro, California, is a big fan. What do you uh, like about Mike Savage? He's um, down to earth. Ah, okay. Down to earth. I, I guess he's down to earth and really serious. Uh, you don't see that after Rush Limbaugh. Oh, yeah. I guess Mike Savage is the only one that's out there right now. That's even close. Yeah. And the formatting. He's also on podcasts. He's, he's off talk radio. That right. dropped off in January of 2021. But he's down to earth, and uh, you learn. And he's really uh, nice thing about that. He'll discuss different issues. He's, he's not a news kind of person. Mm-hmm. He's uh, opinion. He's an, an opinion uh, person. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. You know what's interesting? This podcast tries to do both, so I get a, a big chance to do the, uh, uh, you know, go back to my roots in television news, right, and then go backwards. But the great part is I have plenty of experience to do the opinion part, so I think that's one of the most valuable things, and I think people listening will will agree that it's uh, kind of a good part. Sometimes we don't get a chance to see that in a lot of programs today, and Mike Savage is just one of many across the country that mm-hmm. are doing that same thing, right? That's correct. Yeah, so it, let me ask you this also. the You're also a big fan of NASCAR, right? That's correct. So I know that uh, the pandemic did not shut NASCAR down as much as people would have wanted because you can get in a car, drive around circles for hundreds of miles and doing all that stuff. Well, what's your take on the, the current NASCAR today? Because I know that you're a big fan, and I know that they're listening to this, this gratuitous plug. Hopefully they'll sponsor this podcast. But anyhow, the idea is that NASCAR is a fun part for you to get to uh, enjoy the cars. What do you love about NASCAR? Uh, Kyle Bush. Oh man, going to the drivers, right to the driver. Yeah. He's a bad boy. Uh, everybody dislikes Kyle Bush. Right. I think I'm the only Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush fan. Uh, in the country, there's a lot of Kyle Bush fans in the country. Well, they like they they love to see him lose. Lose. <laughs> I love to see him win. Hey man, there's a lot of parts, a lot of good things about that being the underdog, right? Yes. Now, but you know, I know that you you are either watching on TV, you're on your computer. Uh, it must be pretty trippy to watch NASCAR at almost at any time you want. So, do you watch it all the time right now, if you can? Uh, when races? possible, I do. I do. Uh, the new thing now is there are a lot of young generation drivers. They're actually very good. Sure. Um, is there anyone that jumps out at you that you like? Um, uh, actually, there's three drivers that I follow. Okay, give me the give me give me at least one. Well, that's Kyle Busch. Oh, obviously. 
And then there's uh, there's Joe Legano. Okay. And uh, uh, Eric Jones. Okay. Now, if you put, if you put the three head to head, put them on, let's say Daytona. The three, those three drivers. I would. I still pick. Uh, <laughs> you like the other two, but there's one that you'll like better, right? That, that's that's correct. Sounds about right. Okay, okay, okay. No, and and it's interesting because I know that growing up in this house, you used to do a lot of ranching, and I know you spent time going to some of the different tracks. Because even when when I went to Bakersfield when I was working at the KGET and over at KBAK at the time, it was uh, pretty fun to go and watch uh, either Top Fuel, the you know those little half mile oval. Um, I used to enjoy that, you know, is the thrill, I guess, of the race. But for you, is there one uh, race that you spend a lot of time reading up, the newspaper, getting ready? Is there one race that jumps out at you as it being a very exciting time for you as a race fan? Well, the Daytona is a Super Bowl for NASCAR. Ah, even uh, in the point system now, it still doesn't deter you? Nah, no, no. Uh, not at all, right? Uh, I kind of like the new formatting. Yeah? You get 16 drivers out there, and then you start peeling off, you know, each after each. Uh, after each race. After each race. And they have to qualify to get into the big race. Yes. They qualify by winning, first of all, and then you get points. I'm not going to go into the point scheme. <laughs> <or> the <driving laughs> carry. No, the, yeah, the, the point system when they did it for NASCAR, it was, I'm not saying it's bad, right? But it, it did make it a little bit more challenging, even for fans. It's not the most, uh, uh, what do you call that? Re at times, relatable That's correct. scale. It's kind of yeah. tough for fans. Mm -hmm. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. My understanding is you and mom spend your time, uh, you guys know what's going on in Guam right now, right? You pretty much watch the news or you yeah, listen we, to we, it, we do what you got to do? And we, we try and uh, keep on top of things like looking at PDN and um, Post. And the Guam Post. Yeah. Uh, yeah you do, we, do, I, I, we do get a lot of information there. Okay. Uh, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, this this thing that the, the the latest is the Afghans seventy thousand Afghans. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a crazy thought to bring those people in. But you know, it's interesting. You we, know we, we we've got to park those people mm -hmm. somewhere, and uh, we did it what for a hundred thousand Vietnamese. Then they had to courage from uh, Iraq. Dude, are you coming out the cuff with this? Where's your paper at? <laughs> I'm not even looking at the web right now, and this guy is popping off the information. No, but you're right. The I was uh, I was covering the news at the time when when the Kurds came, so it was a little bit uh, very different. Yeah, the, the the Kurds were only there was only about eight or ten thousand of those guys. Very yeah, very small. Talking about seventy thousand Afghans, and they need that needs to happen. And as they're telling folks that we're leaving in September, right? They should have already left there last month and started to uh, right. ferry them into. In the Guam, what, what's happening there? There's a lot of money there, folks. Ah. Uh, the federal government is going to pay uh, Guam X dollars. Yes, they will. 
to host. To get the seventy thousand. And to host, right. Yeah, to host. But the only problem is as you know that the it seems it was media reports that were driving it because the visa process to get out is a very extremely long process. And I think that's the fear of the administration is that they, they, they can do that. They can do that. You know, it's interesting that you say that because they could, but they put their mind to it. They can definitely pull people out of uh, out of that place. Well, you've got the CVs in Guam. Those guys can put up tents faster. Than uh, I, yeah, no, sure. you're right. I don't think that anyone and, and can doubt got, that part. Got, and they've got, they do have a lot. They do have enough property at Anderson Air Force Base there. The house seventy thousand. Well, I, I hope they have enough to house oh, yeah. seventy thousand. Oh yes. And and so, and, but when you look at that that whole issue, getting them just part of the way, that you know they're not going to just stay. They are going to jump into America. Oh, I'm sure. America said then they'll, they'll ferry them out, uh, not all at once. Right. It's just like what they did did with the Vietnamese. Right. But uh, again, seventy thousand. They should have been started the move in May because we're if you're. If we're coming, getting out of there in September, as the president said, the the people that are going to be or that will be uh, staying behind, oh, well, you kind of feel sorry for them. You do, because I'm sure the Taliban's going to take care of that. Yeah, and you know when we think about uh, the community's impact. So I mean, you know, our community's uh, got to deal with COVID still. We're trying to reopen uh, and all that kind of stuff, and. As you're reading about what that's happening there and here, you know, we're doing pretty good with vaccinations right now with COVID. Uh, Guam's doing an excellent job, I think. Yeah, doing our best at least, right? Uh, matter of fact, I think a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. we had uh, X test, almost 2,000. Out of that, there's only like 20. Yeah, we're, we're, we're testing way below uh, the, you know, the, the number. I mean, but the vaccination's kind of dipping off. Uh, you know, Dad, I was just before we jumped on this uh, recording, we were, it looked like the governor is offering incentives now, uh, trying to get folks to actually, it's a, it's a, it's a trippy thing because uh, I, as, as a business owner now, the only incentive I want is to reopen. So uh, I'm not a big fan of, let, let me give you a $10 I, 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 dis- I, totally, I totally disagree with incentives. Yeah, me too. Well, are you going to, well, you going to pay somebody X dollars to, you, to get a shot? To, yeah, to get a shot. This is this is a no brainer. Yeah, see, a lot of the okay, the, okay, the no brainer part is probably as uh, the best way to describe uh, the handling of situations like this, and, and not Again, just Guam, just, but all know, the territories you, you, and the you like. You should not incentivize people that you know, like I said, did uh, will help the people that want to help themselves. Right. I'm sorry to say, but I don't want to help anybody that's just out there being negative or. Trying to undermine the process. But that, that process is pretty much, or at least that mindset, is prevalent not just in Guam, but all across the U.S. Yeah. territories and across the states. Uh, your, your state, California, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Well, here a couple of days ago, uh, a prisoner in India did not want to. He was supposed, they're supposed to release him, but he didn't want to get released from jail because he's afraid to go out in downtown. People are dying. Oh, my so goodness. he'd rather stay in jail. That way he's safer. You go figure. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't say prisoners aren't stupid because at least they know the, the lay of the land. What's more dangerous? Getting three squares in a place where I know I'm going to be safe uh, from a global pandemic. pandemic and then jump into society. And in India's case, which, you know, it's a big segue from U.S. to, to India. But India, they're having, having a hard time keeping up. There's not, not enough oxygen. There's not enough materials. And with the most populous country in the world, there's no way they can. Two billion tip people. It out. How do you? How do you? I don't know. I, yeah, and then 
when, but at least in your case, when you see, when you're listening to this, it's still got to scratch your head, right? Yeah. It, uh, Blows my mind. What man. I'm thinking is, you know, let's, why are, we, why are we giving people two vaccines, whatever that may be, give them mm -hmm. one. Right. So one is better than none. I mean, all that vaccine does for you is ensures that you'll not die. Does not mean that you're not going to catch it. Right. You know, you know, it's interesting you say that because you have a Markla and mom and all of our family that are that are of your age. You're on your right or your left arm. You guys have that little the mark. Left. Yes. And so even in Guam back in the 50s, having to get, you know, vaccinated at that time. If you compare the two, they're not much different, are they? No. The process with the smallpox and uh, well, COVID-19. If you were if you were vaccinated back in those days, you got a mark of four in your left arm. Right. And if you were vaccinated with the other up and comer, you got one. Ah. But see what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus doing four, you do one. Let's go on. Right. It, and, uh, and and life kind of just pushed on after you got your mm -hmm. shot, right? So I mean, that's right. one of the things I think people, as they're listening to this podcast, thinking about, oh well, if I get vaccinated or not. Just think about it wasn't that long ago in the 1950s, mm -hmm. well, at least in our American community, doing such a thing to counteract smallpox. This right. can't be any different. No. And it no shouldn't different. be, right? It should not be. But again, you're getting back to the Zinja thing. Yeah. This, don't need, this does not need to be rocket science. Right. Give them one half. Right. One half of that vaccination is better than zero. So you take the other half and give it to the view. You've got a billion people out there. Yeah, you know, Dad, I've been watching the uh, studies in Israel relative to the Pfizer vaccine. And mm -hmm. um, if, if people listen to this podcast, if you want to understand more about how an entire country is taking a single vaccine like the Pfizer vaccine and the effectiveness, you got to read some of those stories. They're actually some of the the articles, the the uh, peer reviews that are done on what's happening in Israel is an absolute uh, example for the world to follow. And I think they did it on purpose. They, to be able to help share that knowledge. And if they take it to India, like in the one place that, that Trish and I like, we'd like to go and visit the Philippines, that, you know, they can't keep up with uh, the vaccine and, or what's happening with the pandemic. I mean, people are just dying on the streets because they, they just don't have enough uh, care. And, and it's a very populated part of Southeast Asia. Again, you know, you, we look at it, I mean, there is a solution. Sure. These people are just, they refuse to look at the solutions or even figure it out. Is it better to be in crisis, you're saying? Uh, they shouldn't be. Right. But what I'm saying is everybody, because of the pandemic, they're in crisis management all the time. Right. It has to stop. Mm, Somebody's yeah. got to be smart at some point in time. You would figure uh, with, I mean, and I've been involved in the plannings of these types of events for over 20 years. And to, to fathom that communities can't pivot to a recovery is beyond me today. You're right. I mean, uh, there it is again. They just don't want to. I hate to say that word they because I don't know. Right. But the responsible people are the government. And that's Bottom line. That's it. That's all. Bonus. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. 
hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.